When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Fizzy Fridays here at SCNZ Summer Breakfast. We want to hook you up on Friday so you can get stuck into your weekend with a bit of gusto, with a bit of fizz, because that's what we're all about. After a little layoff where Kempi was coming off the back fence, running it straight at Joey the Rat all morning, we got Mitch McLennigan <laughs> back from the gym. Here he is. Oh, Joey the Rat. That's, how did I not see that a little bit earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I'm nothing but good to you, Mitch. Hey, you, know, <laughs> you, are, you are. I've actually just been listening to a podcast on the way in. Uh, Jordan Peterson talking about rats and getting addicted to cocaine. So, and now I'm looking at you. I'm like, do yeah. I don't judge people for what the media they consume, but <laughs> four thirty in the morning is a bit early for Jordan Peterson talking about rats. He's off his meds. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, cage them up. They they lose it a bit, but. It's kind of like Joe in that yeah, studio. It is a bit, eh? Yeah. yeah. No, he's good. Joey's on his own today. He's looking sharp, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's. I think he's because I see we're going to the pub, so he, he's excited. Yeah, that's right. This is my Friday outfit, actually. Yeah. Mm. Also, I'm, I'm out of T-shirts and stuff. They've all got holes in them and they can't be. You know? <laughs> well, I feel like he's preparing himself to be back on the market already. No. Oh, well, it's what, 606. Yeah, she's still in bed. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we, Friday, yeah. there you go. Friday, this is summer breakfast. Good. I feel like, Mitch, you, you um, after Kempi comes in on a Thursday and <laughs> really comes in with some loose sort of kind of energy, <laughs> it's like the Friday, the week really, it's like that's the hurdle. Wednesday done, Kempi gets a bit of momentum, then Friday we whip it home. Yep. It's been fun. This is your uh, last day in the seat for, a, or this particular seat for a while. Yeah. Baz and Izzy back on Monday. Have you enjoyed yourself? Oh, I've loved it, mate. It's been good fun, actually. Yeah, learn a lot. Watch a lot of sport. It's a great excuse to watch some sport, mate. It's been easy. Getting me out of changing some diapers and all that, so... Happy days, mate. No, it's been awesome, man. You guys have been great. Um, I've actually loved the interaction with the punters out there as well. So everyone texting in, it's been wicked. Yeah. It's been good fun. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. If you want to say g'day or goodbye, well, it's not a goodbye. If you want to thank Mitch for his time, make sure you do. He won't want to. He won't want it to be about himself. But you've been, you've been awesome, mate. Gee, without any prompt, 
because there's no way that Richie could have sent that text in the space of about three seconds. Just want to give a big shout-out to Mitch. I've really enjoyed your contribution to the Summer Breakfast over the past several weeks. SNZ has a really good 12th man in you. Maybe you should get more chances in the playing 11. Uh, Louis, it was strange not waking up to your voice on Monday morning. Well, Richie, that is strange uh, that you would notice that, but I I appreciate your text on double eight double three and completely agree. Mitch has been a... Well, he's been more than a 12th man, mate. He's been fantastic. So, cheers, Richie. Good man. Love it. With now, that, make sure you're dialing nice and quick for that quiz today. Eh? With, with, <laughs> with, with, that, <laughs> with that in mind, I'm about to piss him off. Not Richie. Mitch, yesterday was a big day for mm-hmm. New Zealand. Okay. And cricket in this country. Yep. <laughs> what do you want to wind me up about? We have a new home of cricket, and the argument is over. <laughs> mate. It's we have a new, we, okay. I'll let you finish. We have a new home of cricket, and the argument is done. Yeah, I mean, we love cricket all around the country, mm. and the great sport. It's played up and down, and you know we need participation numbers to stay high everywhere. Mm. But the reality is, the declaration is done. It's signed. It's delivered. Wellington, the Basin Reserve, is no longer the home of cricket. Hagley <laughs> Oval in Canterbury. We have ripped the mantle off the capital by sending them home in an elimination final in the Super Smash on the same day that the Basin won't be was told it won't be getting a test for the <laughs> yeah, first time is. since the 90s. Two test matches at Hagley. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Mate, Louie, you're actually just taking the piss now. Why wouldn't you, mate? <laughs> Why would you? Why would you put two tests down there, mate? Look, hey, I'm happy for the pump up the Kings. They were far better than Wellington yesterday. Cam Fletcher, the man that we spoke up, we talked him up last week. Didn't saying we? he's been phenomenal. Um, we went out and put that showing on for the fellas. So, uh, mate, that was a great game of cricket. Um, it was good to see as well um, a couple of the experienced bowlers in terms of Matt Henry and stuff bounce back. Um, against Jimmy Neesham at the end there. Big time. Who couldn't get the job done uh, to finish that innings off. You need 200-plus at Uni Oval. Um, they just couldn't get there. And what a way for them to finish it off. Nice and easy. So, But on the test matches, mate, <laughs> they better all they better all be staying out at Lincoln. And they better all be fenced off. They better be, all be staying. It's not about that, man. Mate. That's not what it's about. It's about. So you can stay in a hotel in Christchurch. It's about mitigating the risk and lowering the amount of travel they have to do. Oh, mate. It's conducing the schedule. You know, you know how schedule. big our planes are in New Zealand? Condensing the schedule. You know, you know how big our planes are in New Zealand? You're only going to have the teams on the plane. Is there still a like risk there's no walking travel, through airports? There's not a travel walking risk. through airports, getting on buses or Well, you don't cabs. think they can figure that out? Wait, take your Canterbury hat off. Why would you take, take the your risk? Canterbury oh, hat okay, off? Okay, I will. But why would? Okay, I will. Honestly, why would you take the risk? Why? Why wouldn't you just play it both at the same place? What is the benefit of moving them around? On the flip side, I guess if there's no crowds, probably not a whole lot. But <laughs> but it sounds like they're going to be. Take your no, no, Canterbury hat off. No. <laughs> Listen to Dave White yesterday. He said they're already looking at trying to have like hundred people bubbles. Mm. You know, on the grounds and stuff. Like that. I just think it's such a traditional thing, mate. Like, how much more stuff do you want to take away from us? Hey, tradition, like, tradition's got to move on, mate. Mate, it's, it's a new home. You've of already got the mafia down there in high performance, <laughs> mate. Okay, you don't need more games. 
I don't want Flim. I don't want Flim to leave the commentary box. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's one of the advantages, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you're definitely guaranteed to get Flim. Which will be good. For a couple of games. He's Mind you, you might have shot off to India by then, but. Uh, yeah, that's For the South African one, but. Yeah. No, nah, that's good. He's been great, eh? Yeah, he's I, great to listen to. Nah, he's, we, we got to know him a wee bit. Because obviously his relationship with Baz, and um, when he came on the show, gee, he makes sense. Mm. He's one of those guys, mm. and, and we kind of started joking, Flim for PM, because, you know, business minded, he's been around the world, he understands economies, he understands the value of people, he understands work ethic. He's, he's kind of just mm. one of those well rounded human beings, isn't he? Listens well as well. You know, like no matter who you are, what level you are, what experience. He's like genuinely interested in having a conversation with you, which is one of those things that when guys get big dog, um, sometimes they, they miss. So um, that attribute's a really massive one. Do you know Shane Watson? Yeah. So he was on the Great Cricketer podcast. And we had him on here when you were away. Watto? Yeah, mate. Oh. Yeah, we got Watto, we got Mitch Johnson on. It was bloody yeah, awesome. Yeah, I saw Mitch yeah. Johnson. Oh, yeah, the Watto, awesome. Yeah. See, he's a, I reckon he's a bit misunderstood. I reckon he's a great character. Mm. Um, I was listening to him on the Great Cricketer. He said, best coach he's ever had, any format, anywhere around the world. Theme. Stephen Fleming at Chino. Yeah. And I think that's a guy who's been coached at the top, played elite-level test mm. cricket, scored a bucket of runs, taken wickets, mm. a lot of it. But a, a guy like Flem um, resonates with him as well, as well as a youngster coming through and can kind of put them on the right path. Anyway, we've been sidetracked. That's one of the bonuses. You just want to pump up another fellow Cantabrian, didn't you? Yeah, I mean. Who look, did actually play for Wellington, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's some good in him, some good in him. <laughs> look, joking aside, I am kind of tongue and side of mouth when I firmly in cheek when I say there's a new home of cricket. It doesn't necessarily have to be like that. Wellington and the Basin Reserve is steeped with tradition. It's a it's a famous cricketing city, and it will be, and it'll get tests. Don't worry, this isn't the end. But yesterday it was just a big day for Canterbury cricket. Um, it was awesome to see the Kings win and win in that fashion, and you know. I truly believe that it's the best place to watch cricket. I've been lucky enough to watch cricket around the country in different spots, and I love the Bay Oval. I think it's got a bit of growing to do. It's still a bit bare. It's, mm. you know, the wind can get quite gnarly. There's some, it must be so dry there. The Basin is a stunning, you know, it's, again, traditional. It's awesome. Um, but Hagley, there's something about being in the middle of a park in a city and just a perfect, perfect um, overall mm. or cricket circular, yeah. whatever it is. Oh, and the positive thing as well, mate, um, when you walk through the gates there, they give you an eye patch. <laughs> and um, and while you're there, you get to be Super Rugby champions <laughs> for your time there. So that's another good thing, which other people around the country don't really understand. No, mate, come on. It's going to be, we're going to get two green wickets at least. Uh, oh, I'd see, I don't know if I'd play Sir Africa at that game. What other game are we going to play? What other game do you want to play? Yeah, I know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah, I, I wish we had another like another genuinely good spinner because I feel like um, that would be the... Maratch and Ravindra and who else? Because, yeah. mate, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's actually going to be fascinating. It's either got to be... Su- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed that. I missed oh, it. Come well on. done, mate. Well done, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Man, I hope Jazzy just puts his name in the hat, though. Or as Tony goes, Kim calls him, AJ Patel. AJ. How good. <laughs> AJ Patel. Oh, mate. How good. Where were we? Where were we? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we've, lost, oh, we've, we've lost the plot. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's either got to be super green, so like it just swings around all over the show like it did the other time. If it's anywhere in between um, green and like taking some turn, man, South Africa's got some pace, like genuine pace. Unrick Nokia, if he's back, man, far out. But he might not. Oh, he he might not come. He's going to be on big cash IPL, so you never know. But if he comes back into that lineup, you got Jensen there now as well. You have got Rabada. On paper, skill wise, could be could be close to one of the best best test bowling lineups around the world, mate. I even got to push that past the Aussies to be fair. Um, skill wise, young but skill wise, so top draw. Yeah, they've they've got it all. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> He's allergic to talking so much rubbish about Canterbury being the... Oh, dear. How <laughs> unprofessional. Um, I was just looking at the dates. February 25th to March the 1st. I'm actually going to be in Christchurch, which is just great. Maybe that's why I'm so thrilled about it. I'm going to go watch some test cricket there at the home of cricket. Anyway. So you tell, you tell me why, why those series... Um, so the South African series staying there, but the the series with the Netherlands can go between the Mount and Hamilton. So you you can describe lo- the logic around that. Well, because Hagley's the premier cricketing venue in New Zealand. I, like, it's not. There's no Joey. Joey's just cracking up because he's like, this is just nonsense. Well, Absolute nonsense. You know, the irony is you're sitting there saying it's nonsense, but everybody driving in the beautiful plains of the mainland right now is just nodding their head in agreement, <laughs> saying yes, obviously. Oh, okay. I'd say there's nothing wrong with being parochial. Um, no, nah, that's fair. That's fair. You just you got to stick stick up for your own and, and seeing Cam Fletcher yesterday after we spoke to him a good good Auckland man a good a good Aucklander who's seen the light <laughs> and he told us about how the lifestyle has helped him really transform his game he did he say did. that and um, he also told us his gym stats and <laughs> strong God he's got big arms he's strong yeah. did you notice them now eh? now now, now I, I mentioned knew it, it. <laughs> and I, he does wear a tight shirt. So tight, bro. So there's tight. No, there's no way there's not a bigger size available if he wanted it. Mate, even if, even if there was, he'd get a bigger size so it like, didn't hug his mid. And then like he'd still like taper in the sleeves. Yeah. He'd still go. So he's just saving himself some. What, what, <laughs> some. Whatever he's doing, whatever he's doing, he can keep doing it because he's been on fire. Here's a text, double eight, double three. Brett, good to have you up and about, Brett. Uh, Craig Grills paid the bills yesterday. Been good having you part of the Fano, Mitch. Hopefully your tear bear count is better state than when you first came on board. Should be because mine is probably because Dagger hasn't been around tipping out Aegon <laughs> all the bloody time. <laughs> Trust you, big Brett. Um, yeah, I tipped one out yesterday, Mitch. Been going pretty well. Ran a second. So I tipped out titled and McNabb just got a wee bit far off the pace and probably didn't have to turn a foot to be able to catch up. But he'll keep. Well, you helped us with one yesterday as well, though, didn't you? You had, um, was it Moe? Madam Moe a couple Madame of days Moe. ago, yeah. yeah. One race, one win before yeah. the ca- before uh, the, the meet was cancelled so or abandoned. That's what you like I to see. I set up my multi, set up my multi, and then, boom, she's called off. No good. Oh, well, hey, oh, that well. happens. Big big weekend of uh, racing this weekend. I've actually got some um, SENZ exclusive news as well. <laughs> Okay. I tell you who the third guest is going to be on the Good Oil this week. Oh, okay. Plato, Tainer, and because I'm sick for it, me. 
I'm coming back. Oh. <laughs> you can't. Hey, doesn't that just sum up our first little exchange? Like he just pumps himself up, pumps Canterbury up. Like, do you need to know more about Louis Herman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let me. If you want to know more about Mitch McLennigan, let me paint you the picture. He's obviously got carried away by our snow sports medals because he's wearing <laughs> ski glasses, ski goggles oh, on top. I just take your photo of those. I'll put them on Twitter. I'll be waiting for an opportune oh, moment. Oh man, I didn't he's, even realise. I'll these, chuck him on for you. He's there got you go. his ski goggles on like he's Nico Bordius. <laughs> That's that snowboarder, right? Yeah, not bad from you, actually. Mitch, all right, 20 minutes past six this morning. Plenty going on. Don't worry about our drivel on a Friday. Hope you're in a good mood. We're obviously fired up here. Um, Joey the Rattle or Joey Manu or Joey Burrows or Joey Montana, whatever you want to call him. Just Joey. You call him Joey. Joey from Friends. He's our friend. He's doing a good job out there in the back in the kitchen. Baz and Izzy are back on Monday, and that is important news because, well, we love Baz and Izzy. And also, we've got a Dometic prize pack for you to take away. Um, it's a, a little chilly, what would you call it? Ice box. A, a, Dometic, yeah. a, a Dometic ice box and a Dometic uh, little, um, I guess, thermosy type thing. And it's fantastic. And we gave one away last week. And Mitch said it'd be great for fishing. I agree. Keep your beers very, very cool. We got one of those to give away. And it's something to do with Baz and Izzy. We'll let you know the details just before 7 a.m. this morning. Stick with us. 26 and a half minutes past, six minutes this morning. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Uh, we're here till 9 o'clock. Ian Smith will take over. He's got plenty on the cards this morning. Yet both the tests are being played against South Africa in Christchurch. So it is a shame for, jokes aside, it is a shame for Wellington and cricket and sports fans. But no doubt, Hagley, they'll... Uh, They'll provide a good surface and hopefully can tabs if they can get out and go in those hundred pods. Hopefully they do that. The Australian Open has rolled on. They've done a good job of keeping crowds. Yesterday, Mitch, I watched Nick Kyrgios and Kokonakis. Uh, the wounders progressed through again, and Nick Kyrgios had a blow up at one stage because he was convinced that his ball wasn't touching the net when it was getting called for lets. He smashed mm. a racket, and then they just went on and blew the third seed doubles pairing off the court and. It's quite interesting to hear the commentators because you can almost hear the trepidation in their voice about what this means. Two singles players turning up to a doubles comp and beating all the pro doubles players. Mm. It's interesting as to what precedent, or not precedent, but what this sets and who wants to do this moving forward. So that was where the raucousness started at the Australian Open. Dylan Alcott was there as well, the Australian of the year, playing. I mean, that wheelchair tennis is incredible to watch. Those... Those guys and girls are serious athletes. Their upper body strength is incredible. And then Ash Barty and Madison Keys. I thought Madison Keys had a chance to out- outpower Ash Barty if it went right for her. Well, it didn't. And Cash Barty <laughs> blew her off the court. So Barty now returns on the forehand. It brings Keys forward. Oh. A little drop shot. And then Barty goes cross court forehand winner. Ash Barty has broken in the first game of the match. Got the wheels moving and then whipped it cross court beautifully. At the moment. Keys out to the backhand chip here by Barty. Up the line by Keys. Forehand cross court by Barty. Keys shanks the forehand wide. Ash Barty, I'm telling you, has got this set up beautifully. Four games to one. Keys sends it to the forehand up the line for a clean winner. If you don't mind, Ash Barty 
looking to become the first Australian Open champion since Chris O'Neill in 1978. She's got to make it to the final first, but I tell you what, she has laid a magnificent foundation. Six games to one. Barty down the tee for an ace. 6-1, one, one game to love. Back to uh, Keys went Barty with the forehand and then Keys peeled it off with a backhand winner. Her serve numbers generally been pretty good for Keys as she launches the second serve, running around the forehand. Look at the angle there by Barty. Great effort on the backhand Keys to just get it over the net as Barty was coming forward, which then presented a, different, a difficult equation to volley into the net as we backhanded Keys. It goes back to the slice backhanded Barty. It's a backhand exchange, change direction up the line. Keys rips it for a winner. And Madison stays all square, two games apiece. Barty launches the serve out wide, backhand response, takes on the full, the big drive volley, which has Keyes scampering on the forehand. Out of play, Ash gets herself out of trouble. And that would have been significant. But Ash Barty stays in front, 6-1, 3-2, back with more of the first women's semi-final after the break. Two match points. Barty composes herself here. Down the tee, back end response just over the net. There's the forehand into the open court, and Barty's got to the final. <laughs> that's what we ordered, and that's what she's delivered. SCNZ, so <laughs> back off the back of that, Mitch is losing his mind. I was just saying, um, hearing Ash Barty go on and win there, there's two types of Australian tennis players going around at the moment. You've got Ash Barty and Dylan Alcott, who retired after he lost in the wheelchair final, and they seem to be like some of the best people in the world. And then you've got Kokonakis and Kyrgios, who, look, not going to the worst people in the world, obviously. But close to. <laughs> SCNZ, it is uh, 26 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Thank you, Trudy, with the half-hour news there. And um, this weekend, well, we are big into our racing because it's Wellington Cup meet, and I'll be here with the good oil. Looking forward to that. Um, getting stuck in with Clado and Tana. The Thorndon Mile, gee, it's a good race. And yesterday, we were pretty bullish on Coventina Bay after speaking to Robbie Patterson, Mitch. So mm. Robbie Patterson told us that Coventina Bay, this is the race that they've picked out for her. She's been targeting this one. She's worked up super. She's in as good a physical condition as he's had her in. And she should be going close. And I agree. The horse we're watching out for, though, the chosen one. Murray Baker, Andrew Forsman with the Australian form. So that's come in a click, seven bucks to six dollars. I just want to, I'm going to tell you where I'm going here. Coventina Bay and the Chosen One to run top four, both is paying three dollars. If you go down to the bottom of this field on tab.co.nz, race seven, if you scroll down, you get these things called additional race markets, these power plays. Coventina Bay, the Chosen One, top four, three dollars. And then if you go down even further, if you want to get frisky, you can go Coventina Bay to win the chosen one top for $8. So I had a little nibble at both of those, but that's just me. You don't have to follow me in, Mitch. But I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure they're both going to run good races. I'm just trying to keep up with the app, mate. I'm no idea where I am. Race four, five, six. Race, race seven, Trenton. You've actually been in decent form, mate, recently, after your little slump. So 
I'm not, I'm not going to bet against you. Marley Ston is the top of the market there. Darren Weatherly will come up after 7 o'clock. He'll let us know about Marley Ston and, and what sort of horse uh, he is, the El Rocker gelding. Seven mm. starts, five wins, and a second. He's been going huge. Won the Rich Hill Mile. He's just a winner. But he's got to carry a lot of weight compared to the rest of this. So, look, loveracing.nz. You can go there and check out all of your form, replays, reviews, previews. Everything you need is at loveracing.nz. And uh, I did also see that New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing, Love Racing, have also put together a, a little package or a little series for 2022, or along with New Zealand Bloodstock, um, to, to encourage trainers to purchase at the New Zealand uh, Bloodstock yearling sales. And, and there's a, you know, if you win these races throughout the years, it's a little series. You can have some of your travel paid for, your insurance, and it's a great promotion by New Zealand Bloodstock just to kind of pay these trainers back. They're the ones at the forefront of it, and it is encouraging them to purchase and stay local at, um, at geez, stay local, that's good messaging, isn't it? It's at the New Zealand Bloodstock yearling sales. Stay local. Isn't it funny how you just Stay pick local. up vernacular? Uh, yeah, the classic is. Hey, um, you were even talking, you were asking how far away it was to Cambridge. You, you're in the market, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, uh-huh. good, good uh-huh. horse country. Yeah, oh, okay. Good good okay. horse country down there. We're um, getting some breaking news on SCNZ soon. We'll just have to watch the space, mate. Oh, there's plenty. Exciting. There's plenty of horse action down in Cambridge, Mitch, and uh, as well as Matamata and... Yeah, Baz back on Monday from Matamata. He will have all of the gravy about what's going on, no doubt. We'll be reviewing the Thorndon Mile and the Wellington Cup. The Wellington Cup market in race nine is, well, it's interesting. I don't know who's going to win. I can't help you. Go ask Clado or someone else. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not asking Clado, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what did you reckon, Mitch, um, and it's loveracing.nz, go check all of the form there. What did you reckon, as well as the, I know we talked about the two tests at Hagley, mm. But Michael's come through. No T20 Black Caps versus Australia at Sky Stadium. Stadium. Um, yeah, three T20s in a row at Napier, at, in Napier. Of all places. Of all places. Yeah. Hasn't it been getting a lot of cricket? Yeah, Napier. I, I wonder why they've gone to Napier. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> mate. I'm trying to get my head around it because I, I just think it's kind of a little bit over the top. A little bit over the top. We've just seen an Ashes run. Ashes series run relatively successfully. Yeah, both sides obviously having people who've had to stand down with Omicron. Um, but they ran it in a way that they could still move around the country and still get crowds and, and people to see the cricket. So I guess they're going ultra-conservative, which seems to be the play of the day in New Zealand at the minute. Um, but yeah, mate, I'm gutted that that T20 is not going to be there. Um, I'm a bigger fan of the Basin. I'd love to be some, see some T20 cricket, day T20 cricket, international cricket at the Basin. I reckon that'd be awesome, just because the wicket seems to be a lot better. You yeah. get a better spectacle, uh, more consistent. Base us uh, at the basin sometimes. Oh, sorry, at the stadium sometimes you can turn up and the wicket can be Henry had up big and down. Pat, big yeah. patch on it for a while. Yeah, and and it's a it's a real drop in and it's separated. So it's just it's pretty inconsistent. It's got like a different thud and it like. It's got a, a variable bounce, which is just a bit niggly. So Basin's bedded in. Um, and it just seems it's just a better T Twenty track. So, mm. but the crowd, the crowd that would turn up to that, that if it was in Wellington, would have been immense against the Aussies. We are gutted and welly about losing the Basin Test. Not happy from Costa. Yeah, gee, tough day to be a Wellingtonian yesterday. 
getting sent packing. Is oh, well, the, Parliament's the, pretty close. The defending. Prote- protests seem to be. <laughs> yeah, go knock on Robbo's door. <laughs> it has to be a guideline around that. It has to have been um, something for, for the tours to go ahead. There must have been something come down from the top. Has well, I mean, to, right? Well, I mean, you say this is the ultra-conservative, but it's not. Because if it was ultra-conservative, they would be in a, it in, a, a, in bubble, a bubble in out of Lincoln, not going anywhere. It's it's what they're doing is New Zealand cricket is just they're taking precautions so they can and you got to look. I'm not I don't begrudge mm. them at all. Their summer mm. has been thrown into disarray by this trip that hasn't gone to Australia financially. Yeah. They can't take any more risks. Yeah, it wouldn't be. A, yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, for international fixtures, it has to be at a accredited stadium. Or, yep. or ground, so they could they have to play in a stadium, right? So, okay, yeah, so they have to play like Hagley or Napier or somewhere like that. They can't like put Not, it out to Lincoln. Unfortunately, the basin um, lost its uh, accreditation. <laughs> 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 19 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Quizzy Dag, not far away. It's Friday. You want some TAB cash? Oh, yeah. Give us a call. 0800 Nico Porteous, the snowboarder, back after this with his reflective glasses. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now, give it a go. Beautiful welcome into Quizzy Dag, brought to you by Ashley and Martin. How good the last quiz of my tenure here at SENZ. Cannot wait to give away a $50 bonus bet thanks to the TAB. <laughs> ding, ding. What was that for, bro? That's the most random ding ding ever. No, I just, you said just, it was your last quiz here. Oh, yeah. For us. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, perfect. Sweet. Just test it Love out. Love it. Okay, we're good to go then, obviously. All right, we've got Callum on the phone. Callum, how are you, mate? <laughs> Joe's on his own today. Joe's, so, so yeah. a few technical difficulties. So, <laughs> Joe, you need to go put him through <laughs> the phone box. <laughs> the just realization, yeah. the, look, the realization on Joe's face. Are you there, Callum? We got you now. Yeah, mate. Beautiful, yeah. bro. Beautiful. We must be losing it there. Were you talking to yourself for a little while? Yeah, it's all right. Okay, sweet ass, bro. Okay, we've got a theme. We've got a cricket theme quiz today. So we're going to start with the first question. How many teams are in the Women's Super Smash competition? Uh, six. Beautiful. Nice, easy. And you easy. tell Joe, Joe's written this quiz, so it should be pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got pretty limited cricket knowledge. <laughs> what do you mean? Joe? I love cricket, man. I love cricket. Right arm okay. over. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, Callum, good start, mate. Good start. How many runs did Michael Bracewell score at Pukakura Park in his record-breaking innings against the Central Dist- against Central Districts this season? Uh, 150-something. Um, no, brother. No, a little lower, a little lower. All right, cheers, mate. Good one, good one getting the quiz started. Nice little first win. Simon on the line. How are you, Simon? Good, mate. 
Okay, you've had the set up. You're one question down. How many runs did Michael Brace will score in his record breaking innings this season? Was it one four one not out? It was, mate. It was. Absolute beauty. Red ink. Which woman had the most runs in a game this season? In the Super Smash. Yes. Yes. Which woman? Um I followed it a bit too. Um Is there a century somewhere? Oh, Amy Sathaway, I'll go. There was, bro. Beautiful. How good. Hey, that's good. That's that good. Process really of good. elimination. Yeah. You can hear the brain ticking there, Simo. <clears throat> nice, mate. Yeah, How? mate. I, yeah, I couldn't. I, there was a century somewhere and I just, yeah, recalled it. Yeah. Good on you, man. That's good knowledge. I had no idea. <laughs> so that's, that's cool. Thanks, Jerry. See, I learned something today. Well done, Amy Sathaway. And well done to you, Simon. Question number four. Which player took four wickets while only giving up one run in a game this year? This woman's again. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, was it, um, was it Jess Kerr? It wasn't, brother. It wasn't. Mm. Not a bad, I got Amelia first. Yeah, 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 well, close. Cheers, Simon. Thanks, mate. You have a cracker of a Friday. All right, we've got Brett on the line. Brett, how are you, mate? What's a good, Mitch? Beautiful. Okay. Which player took four wickets while only giving up one run in a game? Did he say Jess Kerr? He said Jess Kerr, yeah. Oh, I'll go Amelia. <laughs> so we're running out of bowlers. We're in the right team. Right we're in the team. right team. Right team. In the right team. Hard luck, mate. All right, we've got Vinny on the line. Vinny, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, great, great. Come on, Vinny. Which player took four wickets while only giving up one run in a game? Zara Jutley. Beautiful. She was on the show as well. Ah, yes, she was. Hey, hey, we've we've got the luck going, haven't we? Oh, she did that before we got on the show. Wow, yeah, true, true, true. (laughs) True, true, true. Okay, okay. Well, we tried to claim it, didn't we? How did... uh, Oh, Jesus, how? I'm on fire again. Beautiful. Last question, mate. Vinny, you got the win for this one, I'm sure. Come on, Vinny. Come on, Vinny. How many domestic cricket teams have I played for in New Zealand? Three. Beautiful. How good, Vinny. Well done, mate. Well done. Outstanding. Wow. I would have gone, gone, gone with two there. Yeah. Who was well. the third? You got Otago, Auckland, and... I uh, debuted for Central Districts. There you go. Did, Vinny, do you remember yeah. that? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, easily forgettable. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was the best time of my life, that for sure, Vinny. Hey, mate, well done on that ten, uh, fifteen dollar, fifty dollar bonus bet. Thanks to the ticket. I'm going to take forty That's a cut for chasing it to, to a nice, easy question. Well done, mate. Any idea what you're going to spend that money on? Oh, I'm going to look at the tennis over the weekend one tonight. Yeah, nice. beautiful. Yeah, there's. Uh, I think there might still be tennis uh, multi um, bonus backs as well. So. If you want to add a little bit to it, so yeah. Cheers, Vinny. Thanks for well calling, done, man. mate. Beautiful. How good. Last time signing off of this, mate. Not happy with your hair loss? Make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. You'll be back. SENZ is three and a half minutes past seven o'clock this morning. Summer breakfast. Mitch McLennigan, Louis Herman, Watt in the studio this morning, and it's a pleasure to have your company. Just before we went to news with Trudes, I've thrown the challenge out. We've got a new competition today, and it's for a Dometic icebox, and it's easy. It's called How Many Degrees? And we're asking you on 8833 0800 150 to come through with how many degrees of separation you know Baz or Izzy by, and what's your best story? 
New Zealand's a small place. Come on. I met his rugby coach, Baz, in the bathrooms at Karakamillion the other day, for example. <laughs> Any yarns like that? That's what I want to know. Mitch, if, if you were calling in, you'd have a pretty good degree of separation to, to the lads. Uh, yeah, well, actually, Izzy was uh, my first ever punt. Like he was in the in the bar at Tur- at Turks down in the Hawks Bay when I put my first punt on. Uh, so you think? And then yeah, I know, bro. What? I got talked into putting five hundred bucks by uh, by Izzy and Jared Smith, Ian Smith's son. On so you think? And obviously, and to multi it to the Kiwis against the um to the, the Kiwis against England in the rugby league. Oh. That's not even what I thought your degree of separation would be. I thought you were going to say, yeah, I got no, skipped by Baz. No. <laughs> no, he was there having a beer. So that was the first time I met him. And then he'd rock up to Cornwall as well, uh, be around the lads. Yeah, Brilliant. That's the exact sort of thing we want to know. How do you know Baz is either back on Monday? What's your degree of separation? And, uh, yeah, what's your yarn? Tim, 0800 you've given us a bell. Do you know one of the lads? Uh, yeah, I've met them both. Um so I used to go to, I went to Kings in Dunedin for a year in my sixth form year, and uh, Baz was just a little snot running around then. <laughs> did he have, did he have um, the frosted tips then, or was he El Natural? I think, he had, I think he had dreads. Dreads, he did, dreads. He did have dreads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and uh, one of my best mates used to play cricket with him, and um, after uh, after a chess match against Aussie down here once, uh, they went to the... Which are two of the clubs with all the Aussie boys and that, which I uh, wasn't able to get to, which is a bit of a shame. But uh, and then at the cricket, I worked at the cricket world world cup, um, helping set up power and stuff like that for it. And I met him after a couple of games there as well. He's a he's a ripper. He's a ripper, isn't he, Tim? He's a he's a good man yeah. when you see him in the wild. Yeah, 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 top man, good good southern stock, mate. And then uh, my mate, my mate owns a bar and. Uh, Izzy used to frequent that as well, and I ended up, uh, so Dan Carter had his 30th at my mate's bar, and uh, I did a little bit of DJing, and my other mate got asked to play there, so he, he wrote me into it, so uh, all the boys are hanging out there and getting loose as, but um, a couple, uh, like a month after that, Izzy decided he wanted to be a DJ, so he was hitting my mate up, and I was going to teach him, but it never sort of eventuated, but uh, yeah, so have met them both. Oh, nice way! I know Dizzy. I know uh, Izzy. He loves his singing. Um, he definitely does want to be a DJ. So you might, we'll we'll put that to him when he's back next week, or Louie will. Yeah, yeah. Tim, yeah, you might need a few tips, mate. <laughs> Tim, awesome. Appreciate appreciate you getting the ball rolling. That's exactly what we're after there. Tim from Christchurch coming through. How many degrees? Well, that's pretty good. He knew Baz when he had dreads. Hmm. <laughs> Jeez, him, him and uh, him and uh, Nathan would have been terrors, eh? Around in Eden. Well, you know what he calls <laughs> he calls Nathan, eh? What mattress? Mattress, because <laughs> he's soft. <laughs> he's not even that soft, mate. He's, he's a nugget. He's, he's like mate, he's tough. He's. I wouldn't well, want to get in a scrap with obvious, Nathan. Obviously, Baz knows better, but <laughs> and he, he goes, um, yeah. Well, he's the older brother, but yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's awesome. So if you know Baz or Izzy, and you've how many degrees of separation do you know them by? A mate of a mate of a mate. Maybe your mum was their school teacher. Maybe you played a, a filled in a game of touch, and you you've uh, faced off with them, and you got a yarn, and that's what we want to know. How many degrees, and what's your story? I'd love to hear from you this morning, and you got a chance to win this Dometic icebox. Let's keep it going. Come on, it's it's uh, fizzy Friday here on SCNZ Summer Breakfast, but it's also eight minutes past seven. Baz and Izzy are off to the races. 
Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Yeah, you see NZ and it's time to do our Waikato Stud Racing Preview. This week we're going to head down country. I think we've got Darren Weatherly who's on the road, probably heading down to the capital. Are you, Darren? Morning to you. How are you? Yeah, good morning. Yes, so I'm on the road now. We're just about to hit the desert road, so I'll look for somewhere to pull over shortly. And uh, But I've, um, no, no, I'm on hands-free, so it's okay. You can carry on. Oh, awesome. Well, hope, yeah. ho- hopefully our uh, reception... Um, Stays and so, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, mate. And um, you'll be hoping that that your pretty smart galloper now can hold out and carry fifty-seven, which is a crazy number. Um, Harcourt's Thornton Mile. It's a Group One. You've got a seven, yeah. a, a horse going for his eighth start. To be fair, he's won five and run second once, and he's coming off a, a huge win in the Rich Hill Mile. But fifty-seven kgs in a Group One with some pretty smart types. What, what did you think when you saw that number? Do you want my honest opinion? Um, are we in I, delay? I think, I, think I, ju- I jumped on my hat and I kicked the cat. And I'm like, <laughs> to be honest, I, I said to the wife um, the previous week, I said, maybe we should nominate. Like, the noms are looking really good for the thorn. And I said, we should throw one in at Ellerslie because we may not get a run. And then when the fields come out and I'm top weight, I'm like, oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, like, hey, look, it's the set weight and penalties. It's... Um, They've probably really got to have a look at it, eh? It's got a, um, it's a bit hard on these younger horses, and you can sort of see why they head offshore. But um, well, yeah, it is what it is. And I suppose if it was a twenty thousand dollar race, I'd be staying at home. But it's worth two twenty, and it's a Group One, so we've got to have a crack, you know. Yeah, look, um, Darren, could you just, for, especially for our listeners that might not be kind of up to speed with this, I mean, you, you'll have a better understanding than most people when it says open set weights and penalties. What what is your your guy actually being penalised for here? Is it his winning rate? Yeah, well, no. What it is is um, uh, the Colts and Geldings get fifty five, and the Phillies uh, and the Mares get fifty three. So that's their set weight. But then they get penalised on uh, group or listed wins. So we won the group two um, ritual, so we get two kilos fifty seven. So I, I I accept that. But there's better performed horses like the chosen one. Oh, and those Mears group one winners and that that um, we're giving weight to. So that's, yeah, that's a little bit of a struggle and a hard pill to swallow, but, I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah. So and, and because horses like the Chosen One haven't won for 18 months, they um, they drop weight or, or points. So so a horse like that's really got in on the right weight. You know, it's kind of like um, I play off a 16 handicap at golf and it'll be like me giving Tiger Woods an 18 handicap and then him and I having a round for 220,000, I think, Tiger would be a money back, and I'd be—you'd write your own ticket on me. So. Well, you're only, you're only going to get through—you're only going to get through nine holes, mate. You'll be nine down. Oh, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without a doubt. But uh, hey, look, we're on the truck and we're heading down there. I know he's—he is a racehorse. He doesn't know he's carrying more weight than the rest, and he doesn't know what he's running against. So um, we'll have a crack, and um, yeah, hopefully we can um, get a good result. Is is there a chance, Darren, that he can just lift and go to another level because he's been winning and winning and winning well? Obviously, Sammy knows the horse super. I mean, it's a big ask, but is there, oh, it is a, a, big ask. Is there, is there a chance he can go to another level? What's he showing you in work? Well, he is in the field, so so he's obviously, you know, if he's in the field, he's a chance. But um, I'll be honest with you, if he, if he happened to win tomorrow, he's, he's a far better horse than I thought he could be and, I, and, I, and like I love the horse but like 
you'd, you'd put him in the bloody rough habit category if he happened to be yeah. field carrying 57 tomorrow. Honestly, you would. Yeah. Um, and, and then he'd be heading overseas. But, um, yeah, like, so I, I'm really not expecting him to win, but um, I, do, I do know that he is a racehorse, and I do know that he attacks the line, and his work's been good. He's happy in himself. So as long as he travels, it, it is his first trip away as well. So there's another hurdle we've got to jump. But, um, yeah, look, I'm... I'm I'm happy with the horse. Awesome, Darren. Uh, sorry, Mitch. I'll... Yeah, no, I just want to touch on Sam's form, mate. Um, I've only kind of just got into racing, and, and we had him on the show a couple of weeks back, and just seems like a really nice nice young man, and um, his form's been outstanding. You must be stoked with how he's progressing. He's very well-bred, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good sire. He did mention yeah, that. No. Good sire. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I tell you what, and not because he's my son, but Sam's actually riding as good as anyone in Australasia at the moment. He's just, he's just, uh, he's riding with confidence, and he's, um, he's giving, he's not making too many mistakes. And look, I, I went round a few times myself. We all make mistakes. We ride, all ride bad races, including Sam. But he seems to be um, doing it a lot less often than what he used to. You know. Yeah, it's all about limiting that error rate. And I know that's uh, what you train, especially Alan Sharrock's always said, it's just kind of getting that error rate down for young jockeys. But as Sam pointed out to us after he won the Karakamillion, and I hope he's bought himself and his, his parents a new pair of shoes or something, but he, you know, he said he's actually been in the jockey's room for, what, six years now. So he might be young, but he is experienced, isn't he, Darren? Yeah, and he's been in it all his life as well, you know, um, right from, you know, beating the crap out of my couch when he was a kid. He always wanted to be a jockey, you know, so, and followed uh, jockeys around and, and, you know, kicking kicking around in the jockey's room when he shouldn't have been there. But, um, so he's lived and breathed it. Um, but, yeah, time does fly six years. And, and, look, I tell you what, when he spent that time in Sydney, I think it just, um, he grew another leg there because Lou and I went over and uh, the first time, uh, we watched him ride in Sydney. He had five rides at Royal Randwick, and and walking around that um, theatre of the horse on his first ride, and he, and there's Karen McAvoy, and there's Hugh Bowman, and there's um, mm. Tommy Berry, and James McDonald. I actually had a tear in my eye thinking that, you know, it's like this sun making the All Blacks, isn't it? And um, he had five rides that day for two wins in three seconds. I got a twelve hundred dollar multi, and it was just like I had, yeah, it was. Uh, Huge, unbelievable day on a Saturday at Randwick, you know, and the minimum stake was 120,000. So, when you're riding in competition like that, um, you know, to be able to come back here and like a group one tomorrow for Sam's, I'm not worried about the pressure for him, if, if you know what I mean. He's, he's been there and done that before. Hmm. So, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a, an old head on young shoulders. Yeah, is it? Um... He loves his golf. He said he loves his golf. Um, so is that where? Right. Yeah, yeah. So is that where the mental edge comes? You still got it over him on the golf course? Uh, no, no. <laughs> so he's putting you under pressure. How good? I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's um, followed in my footsteps, but he's passed me. I tell you what, when he won his first apprentice premiership, I burnt my scrapbook. <laughs> I had nothing to prove to him there, and um, yeah, yeah. On the golf course, it's a bit the same. He. Um, I had a pretty long ball, but he's twenty yards past me. So, <laughs> yeah, well, he's a, he's about six foot anyway, so he's got good levers. He's a big lad, big lad for a jockey, Darren. But he, you know, he, I know he works hard on his weight as well. And it's you know, look, look, we can't pretend like he doesn't have a great support network, and and that's what's great about it. It's the dream, um, and you know, I don't know if Marley Stone falls into this category. He might. He's only a you know, 
a mature horse still. There's a lot, lot to learn. Would the dream for you be as a trainer to have a horse good enough to go overseas and send Sam with it and try and win a big race together offshore, maybe in Australia? Oh, absolutely. And, and like I think Marley Stone is, is a type of horse that could do it. Um, I, I do believe he's, he's still a year away. I, I think he'll be a better horse next year. Um, and the beauty of uh, having Sam as a stable rider, he has been there and he has competed against the best and um, and beaten the best over there. So I'm not worried about taking Sam over to Sydney, Brisbane or wherever he may end up. Um, so no, and, and it's also obviously an added bonus having a, a jockey that knows the horse when you do travel for a big race. Awesome, awesome, Darren. So Maria Farina's on the truck with you, right in the market at a pretty tidy each way, each way quote. Probably, um, oh, I think the form's been really solid here around Maria Farina. I know it's got my money the last four starts and probably due to pay me back a wee bit. Could, could tomorrow be the day? Look, I hope so. She's really well, and I, and I own half of her, and I, I really rate the filly. The only thing is, is that question mark whether like the 1500 the other day was a step too far or what I don't know sometimes I just wonder whether she's working for the TAB or the or, or the, <laughs> she's, she's a union worker because even Sam and, and Matt Cameron the other day said she just went to win by five links and then just um, spots the winning post I don't think she's a cheat but she just thinks the job's over and she drops the tools so I don't know how we've always got to ride her really unlucky and get out late yeah I think if she's if she spots the winning post too soon, she thinks job's done. Um, so how you train them not to do that, I don't know. But um, her wins, when she has won, have been really electrifying. But she has been um, out late and, and and dashed at them. And then, you know, like two strides past the post, she's last again. So that's just her. And we've just, yeah, I don't know how to get her out of it. But we're... Hopefully she grows out of it, and hopefully, well, she's never been to Trenton, so so with a bit of luck, she doesn't know where the winning post is. Well, if she's working for the TAB down there, it's a punter's graveyard, so um, we, we'll, we'll see we'll see how she goes on the big roomy Trenton track. And, and we just got a text here from Murray, Darren, before we let you go. Can you ask Darren Weatherly how SVR, the horse, is going before the New Zealand Derby? I've had a ticket on it for a while now. How's SVR going, Darren? No, he's going really well. He's nominated for a... Um, we're going to nominate him in two races next Wednesday. My preference is the maiden 2-1, but um, we'll also throw a nominate in the Guineas race just to see, like, if it end up with nine runners, we may go around in that. He went a really, really good race last start. It wasn't Leaf's best ride. Leaf's me, mate, and I'll, he won't mind me saying this. Uh, the horse is a bit awkward. He's a, he's a bit of a roachback horse, and when you... When you ride him, he actually feels like he's going to drop his head. So I think poor old Leaf for the first 100 metres thought he was going to drop his head, but um, but he didn't. So he, he, he wasn't really urgent on him early. And then um, it wasn't until he straightened up that he actually levelled out and really started hitting the line hard at Tirapa the other day. It was a really, really good run. And he only finished 0.9 from the winner. But, you know, like, and I'm not completely blaming Leaf because the horse is a, a funny bugger and he's still learning the trade. But, like, had Leaf had a ride on him, Prior to the other day, I feel he could have just about won. Um, so he's 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 going really well, and I, he just he just wants to stay. Sam worked him over ground yesterday morning, and it was just he'd come back and he said he'd go, Dad, he'd go all day at that speed, and he was just working, you know, like jumper speed fourteens, and he just loved it. The further he went, the harder he was going. So no, he's he's on target, uh, but we do have to win a race or be stakes place to get in the derby. But uh, yeah, yeah, my daughter's actually had a it's her, 
favourite horse, so she had a sneaky little bet on him as well. So I think it'll be a deposit on a house for Briar if he wins the derby. <laughs> well, that's good going good with inflation and all that, Darren. Hey, Murray, hold your ticket, in other words, because the family's invested. Yes, exactly. So that's that's what you want. You want to have the trainer's family invested. Uh, Darren, been a pleasure to catch out with you this morning, mate. Good luck down there with Marley Ston. As you've pointed out, it's going to be a tough battle, and um, literally the, the weights are against him, but... We'll see what he can do, and, and hopefully this horse keeps progressing and you get some great memories with you and your family. It's been awesome to catch up, mate. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. You're listening to SCNZ, and we are 17 and a half minutes away from 8 o'clock. The Choices Flooring poll is up there. You can go have a look. We're asking who's the toughest athlete in uh, honour of Hamish Bond, hanging it up. Go have a vote. Someone's come through with Braden Curry or Cam Brown. Great point, Brett. Cam Brown's great. Great shout there, Brett. Anyway, the Australian Open is in full swing. And we are loving it. Semi-finals of the men's today. Oh, this is going to be some absolutely scintillating tennis. Uh, Sitsipas, Medvedev, uh, Berrettini and Nadal. I know one man that's been loving the Australian Open all the way from Serbia. We're welcoming in Sasa Osmo. It's a pleasure to have him on the show. He's a tennis journalist for Sports Club in Serbia. How are you doing, Sasa? I'm fine, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, we're great. It's it's a pleasure to catch up and thank you so much for your time. Because um, tennis in Serbia over the last wee while, there's been plenty going on, hasn't there? Yes, I mean, uh, in the past, let's say 20 to 25 years ago, we haven't had that much of a tradition. But in the past 20 years, we've had like uh, two uh, number ones in women's singles. We've had Novak, we've had Tipsarevic, a lot of really extremely good players so you can say that uh, we picked up on some tennis as well that's right now of course we want to talk to you about the tennis because you do follow the sport very closely and you'll have an opinion on who you think might progress out of the semi-finals later today but could we just touch on Novak Djokovic I'm sure covering this story must have been quite an incredible time in your journalistic career yeah, my Australian Open lasted for 22 days, not the usual 14. So uh, you can you can say it like that. Yes, it's been uh, uh, it's been exceptionally challenging. You know, emotional at times because I, I, this is some this is a sort of thing that happens once in a lifetime. I mean, mm. I, I think I've given 100 interviews like this one to media all over the world uh, about Novak's situation. Yeah, I'm sure you, that, you sound super excited to talk to us about it again then. Uh, I want to touch on um, the crowd's reaction last night when Medvedev uh, kind of said that when he was really down, he just thought, just be like Novak. He said, show him that you're better than him. Um, you know, was that like the utmost disrespect for a guy actually paying kudos or giving, um, giving high praise to one of the world's best tennis players? I mean, I have to be honest, I think that's a question for you guys. Uh, although I did not, I, there were boos, obviously, but uh, I, th- I thought there were some clapping as well. I don't know, correct mm. me if I'm wrong. Mm. But... Mm. Yeah, there was. Bugger, the line. It would have been great. Yeah, there was clapping as well. I think yeah, there was. There's a, char- there's a chance we'll still have Sasa there, hopefully. Joe's just going to go check him out. It's a. Uh... Look, look, it is pretty interesting what Medvedev, he, he did say, or, or like Rafa or, or Roger after that, but we can't take away what Novak's actually done at the Australian Open, right? Absolutely not. Um, he's, he's, his his uh, record at the Australian Open is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's just, I guess that's that's kind of, it feels like that flow on from the doubles, that, that attitude, that, that Aussie attitude, um, 
that feralness has kind of just flowed over or just a frustration like surely you're over it you got the result those kind of people who are booing got the result that they wanted the, um, the crowds this year at the Australian Open been have, different, been, eh? have been exceptionally different mm. very strange it, yeah. it, I don't know if it's like even last night at the Nick Carri- in the Nick Carrios Kokonakis game they were doing this like deep boo yeah. like in support but it's kind of ugly to hear yeah it's not just like clapping and crowd noise. It's like they're just doing this weird troll. Remember we started with the, the mm. Ronaldo sui? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I guess it can turn into your waste management type of thing, can't you? Like they could potentially... Oh, damn, coffee. Ah, uh, damn. Uh, yeah, so it's turned, it's, it's turned into... <laughs> it's turned, turned into a... Uh, uh, look, we're going to see if we can go catch up with Sasa on the other side of this. Uh, we'll see if we can get him back. We'll go work out whether we can t- get him down, get him on the line. SENZ Summer Breakfast, back in a second. SENZ, we are eight <laughs> minutes away from eight o'clock. Unfortunately, we could not get the line back to Serbia and Sasa. What he was saying was interesting about how much uh, kind of radio and different athletes he has had to do throughout these 22 days. It usually goes for 14 days, but 22 days is the one that this Australian Open has consumed him with, Mitch. And it's a shame we couldn't get him back on the line, but... I know he'll probably be not, he won't be too gutted that he doesn't have to keep talking about Novak Djokovic. Yeah, it didn't sound like he wanted to, did it? And we've just found out that it's officially my last day. <laughs> Mate, you're fine. Mate, you are fine. Oh, Don't worry man. about it. Hey, here's, a, here's one for you. Damon has come through. We're, we're talking about random degrees of separation today. That's the game we're playing. Mm. It's called deg- how many degrees, all right? This is, this is very simple. We've got this Dometic icebox here that we're trying to give away. We're asking you. How many degrees you know Baz and Izzy by? And this is this is the thing. It doesn't have to be many. Sorry, it doesn't have to be one. You don't have to be related to them. Let us know how many degrees and what's your story. Like Damon Mitch has come through with this. Random degrees of separation. In the mid-80s, a young Grant Fox works for my dad at a clothing company. Grant Fox first selected Izzy for the All Blacks. I claim three degrees, but sadly no good yarn. Damon, you're in the mix. That's all I can say. You're in the mix. Let us know how you know business. They're back on Monday. We're asking you how many degrees and what is your story. That's what I want to know. Could add a, a Grant Fox yarn to that, and that'll be a story. What sort of clothing company was it? Yeah, exactly. Anything like that. Yeah, did Grant wear the clothing? I don't know. Does Grant strike you as a model? Would have been in the day, eh? eh? Yeah, um... He He's a pretty good-looking guy. Yes, yeah. they're yeah. not too those fox. That foxies are they're not too fussed with their fox stuff. Is, nah, just hitting just, bombs and yeah. fishing. <laughs> that's that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, that was nah, that was great, mate. Uh, thanks for sending that through, Damon. That was w- wicked. Yeah, have you got a Baz and Izzy story? Um, kind uh, of, kind of, kind of. If I think about it, we did. I interviewed Baz with Boys Get Paid before SENZ. Oh yeah, and he told us about his worst punting yarn and how. Pinka Pinka, he got rolled by Pinka Pinka to uh, for a big collect when he was in, I think it was in Zimbabwe, and he sent the team manager down to the local tote to see the result while they were warming up and told <laughs> oh, no him. Way, bro. <laughs> yeah, Bear's got some good yards. No way, that's so, cool. so I, I knew him vaguely because I interviewed him. I thought mm. it was quite like I was quite intimidated to ask him for an interview. So yeah, I'd love to talk about punting so and drink a couple of vinos with you lads. Yeah, nice. So that that's kind of it. Um, Mark, the other thing we're doing is the choices flooring poll. We're asking who's the toughest athlete New Zealand's produced in honour of Hamish Bond, who's hanging in his 
oars up, I guess, or his bike up. I don't know what you'd call it. And we put the poll out there. Who's the toughest Kiwi athlete? Um, and I lobbed out Sarah Walker, Hamish Bond, Buck Shelford, and I had Richie McCall, but you have vetoed me at the last moment. Yeah, I have. Uh, well, we got a text through just saying, like, wags. Neil Wagner. Craig Cumming text. Well, Craig Cumming text. Craig Cumming, Cumming text, Cumming text because Craig yeah. Cumming's an Otago homer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is, mate. Uh, but, but fair, fair. He played a lot of cricket with uh, Wags. He's watched him his whole career. Uh, he is tough. He is tough. Does the hard yards, doesn't complain, just gets in there and does it. I don't think too many cricket fans out there would suggest that he's he's not tough. Well, so. Mark has agreed with my comment about Tony Kemp. Um, <laughs> the league boys are way. <laughs> I agree with Kempy. The league boys are way tougher than the kicking clappers. I, uh, send I us send us a couple of uh, names through there, Mark. Yeah, send us a couple of names through. Oh. If you've got a story of of why someone's a bit tougher from the league side, send it through. I can guarantee you. Um, I can guarantee you that the names of tough league players go on and on and on. Mm. Went to Baz's retirement party. <laughs> Big night. Steve Smith, Trent Bolt, Kane, Southey, Baz, me around a bar, leaning out, talking NRL. How good. Ryan. Great. Good. good. Very good. Well, I, imagine, I don't know how good Kane and Bolte's NRL knowledge would be. Uh, Steve Smith, I'd imagine he'd be into it. Sydney lad. Sydney lad. Sydney lad. He'd have to be about it, wouldn't he? Um, and Baz loves his. Baz is Baz, a big Queensland fan. Big Queensland fan. Loves Absolutely. loves his Stevie Renoffs. His uh, oh, his Steve Renoffs. His yeah, yeah. Wendell Sailors. He's got that Briz, <laughs> Brizzy connection, mate. Yeah, he's got that Linny connection, eh? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Linny, <laughs> Linny kicks around with all those guys. Yeah. The Bash Bros. Yeah, the Bash Bros. That's good, Ryan. Good stuff. Yeah, I like that actually. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three. What are your degrees of separation? Uh, would love to know. Where you land on this stuff? Who is who are what are they and what's your yarn? Stuff like that from Ryan. That's the gold we're after, and we got this Dometic ice box for you to get stuck into. Hey, the other thing, Mitch, that I want to let you you know today is that Super Rugby is probably only about wow three weeks away or, or about that, and we're actually going to give you a chance to win five thousand dollars cash with Reese. So Reese Super Rugby Fan of the Year in association with SENZ. This is it. Out tip, stay alive, win big. That's all you got to do. Pick one winner each week in Super Rugby for the chance to win $5,000 in cash. If your pick wins, you survive. Get it wrong, you're out. Last person standing wins. This is super achievable. All you have to do is pick one winner a week. So just pick on whoever's playing the Rebels. <laughs> They're in shade. They're going to be junk again, are they? Oh, you'd only assume. Oh, <laughs> only assume. Oh man. Yeah. Who do you think is going to go worse this year? Out of so, if you're only picking from New Zealand teams, who do you think is going to go the worst? The if Hurricanes you, will be bad. You reckon? Yeah, terrible. Yeah. The, I, look, I think the Blues will be overrated again. You reckon? Yeah. I think. You reckon it'll take a year or so for RTS to kind of really. You talked about having to put on some weight once to get another couple of kgs. I think board. I think gen, I think overall and just natural ability is going to see RTS fine. I yeah. don't know if it'll be. And I don't think he. I think pe- people probably expect it to be easier than he does. Mm. Like I think he's pretty. I watched a good video with him recently where he kind of spoke about all the challenges and he's, everything he says is correct. So the only pressure that'll be on RTS is not pressure that he's putting on himself. It'll be pressure that other people are putting on him. But yeah, true. He, I think he's very, very um, kind of at peace with how hard what he's trying to do is. And I think it'll be all right. But the Blues just in general, 
again, halfback. Yeah, you don't like Christie? He's all right, but I they, they need nice. they, they need their oh, they, yeah. Look, he made the All Blacks. Don't get me wrong; yeah. they need it. They've just until they can prove that they've got a halves combination that can work. Anyway, I, I uh, to keep on going on and on about I, the Blues. Is that your no? It's not the hey, Blues. Uh, yeah, well, it's that Canterbury Auckland thing, isn't it, mate? Hey, we're seeing your true colours today. It's not a rivalry. They're on show. It's not a rivalry. <laughs> 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 One team's got double digit Super Rugby oh, titles. The okay. other one, some okay. poxy Trans Tasman competition. Okay. It's coming up to the news with Trudy for Kubota. <laughs> Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. The other side, we're going to get into our Friday tip. Well, a bit earlier than usual this week. And then later in the hour, we're going to catch up with Leo Carter, who bombed a six to get the Kings through to the Super Smash final after seeing the Firebirds off. Fantastic stuff. It's been great so far this morning. And gutted we didn't get more time with our man Sasa out of Serbia. All good. We'll be here after the news with Kubota. We're going to go find ourselves some McCafe coffees. We'll give you the choices for in poll result as well. Big hour to come. SCNZ. It's uh, the time of the week where we really take a flashback, Mitch. Mm. A, a, a little flashback down memory lane. We look at what we've we've been able to achieve and who we've spoken to this week. And if you want to tipple a toast anything, you want to come through and, and raise a glass to anything, send me a message on double eight double three, or even give us a call on 0800 150 11. All right, let's get into it. Without further ado, the change in traffic-like settings this week have left many athletes looking for answers in events such as the Coast to Coast Endurance Race, facing huge uncertainty around its future. The two-day version of that race has already been cancelled, and competitor Dougal Allen understands what many of athletes are going through. However, sometimes it's the journey, not the destination, that matters. They can't control the fact that the event's been cancelled, but what they have controlled is the ability to become fit and healthy and skilled enough to be ready to do the event in the first place, and none of that suddenly disappears. None of it suddenly disappears. Too right, Dougal. I know how many of you will be feeling dejected of training all year, but spot on. You've achieved so much getting yourself in the position to be able to compete in the race. That's the mentality you need to go with. Uh, Cheers to you, Dougal, and everyone that was preparing for the Coast to Coast. Yeah, what a great message, Louis. Uh, from one Kiwi legend to another, we caught up with Brooke Howard Smith on Wednesday. We talked some NFTs. He helped raise, with his company, uh, Non-Fungible Labs, uh, raise a million dollars for the Auckland City Mission by auctioning off virtual reality houses, boroughs, in fact, that exist strictly in the meta- metaverse. What does that mean? I'll let him explain. So we got Snoop Dogg on board and we got seven of these burrows and we bought them and we thought we'd auction them. Mitch and your syndicate, this awesome syndicate that includes Spaz and Izzy, I think it got to about 130k contributed by all of them going straight to the Auckland City Mission. The total raised seven Snoop Dogg burrows was a million sixty-five thousand dollars, I think. What? <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable. Isn't that crazy that you can 
get some virtual houses and actually contribute to uh, housing people and feeding people who are on the streets in Auckland as well. Outstanding stuff. What a recipe for success with Snoop Dogg, Baz and Izzy and the Burrows, mate. Uh, if you missed our chat with Brooke, I strongly encourage you to go back and have a listen. He explained what NFTs are and how they're going to impact sports in the future. So really fascinating stuff, mate. Thanks for coming on, Brooke. Outstanding. Cheers, mate. Absolutely cheers. All right. Next up, I'd like to give a toast to your mate, Mitch, actually, Nick Webb, who gave us some incredible insight into his time as strength and conditioning coach for the very prominent Indian national cricket team. Working for the BCCI, that is an interesting crust. He also brought up how the modern-day cricketer has changed the way they look after their body to adapt to their extensive schedules. Have a listen to this. The game is getting tougher, it's getting longer, there's more longer, there's longer series, there's higher intensity. Guys like Kane and the guys that play IPL, they're, they're 12 months of the year basically, so they've almost had to change the way they prepare from a physical point of view because they have to last the entire year. No, that was just a snippet of the knowledge that Nick imparted onto us as well. It was, uh, well, look, I found it fascinating to hear from someone who just has that depth of knowledge in a field to the point that he was paid by the BCCI, the biggest cricketing country in the world, to share that knowledge with their teams and to prepare guys like Virat Kohli. Cheers, Nick. That's awesome, mate. Yeah, what a great yarn. Um, Nico Porteous has been throwing some rad-ass tricks and grabbing some unbelievable results recently. We spoke to his coach, Tommy Pyatt, who gave us some background on how Nico is able to remain so focused on his goals, even under such great pressure. We have a very skilled mental skills coach. He's um, ex-SAS. He's been um, Formula One and um, Chelsea soccer too. Man, we're getting a lot from him for sure, um, especially in that pre-performance routine and um, things like that. Yes, Tommy, you've got to be pretty tough when you have your mental uh, mental skills coach was in the SAS. Nico's been on fire lately and I'm confident that his good form will continue into the Olympics. Go well, young fella, and thanks for speaking to us, Tommy. Cheers. 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 Cheers, Tommy. Hey, uh, Toast of the Week. You know what? I'll toast you, Mitch, and Tony Kemp as well. You lads have stepped in and filled the shoes of Baz and Izzy brilliantly, exceptionally, over the last while. It's been a pleasure to work with you, your knowledge on cricket, but just other stuff. How hard you guys both work to be across all the sports. Oh, very proud to be alongside you over summer. It's been a lot of fun on SCNZ Summer Breakfast. Dude, mate. There you go. Just careful where you put that champagne glass. But oh, that's, oh, that's, oh, that's, man. that's all right. That's all right. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. What just, we, just, what, no one knows, mate. I've just spilled my coffee all over one of the brand new mics. You don't don't have to. It's fine. It is fine. It's all right. We move on. We forge on. All right. There's a message here from Mark. Just getting back, and that's our Friday tipple. Getting back to what we were talking about with toughness and the choices for ring poll. Okay, boys. Mark Graham, Kevin Tamadi, I rest my case, Mark. Mark's a leaguey, and he is 100% right. We didn't include a league player into that group, but that's probably because there's too many tough people in there. It's hard to choose one. Like you say, you've already given us two names. <laughs> so, yeah, we tried to just uh, spread it out a little bit. Um, but that was actually Joe. We put that all on Joey. He didn't want a leaguey in the choices for a po- flooring pole. So. Well, because Joe, Joey, Joey Johns, he's yeah. kind of he thought it would be unfair if um, that's where he went. You know, he's like that's too biased against one sport. Exactly. Too so, right. So we thought we'd spread the load. You can go. How good is Lego? <laughs> How good is Lego? Have you watched? Have you watched that interview? No. Never been. No. Oh, mate, we're going to have to get it up.
It's one of the all-time greatest interviews ever. Is it Joey Louis, Johns? Uh, it's Andrew Johns. Oh, uh, yeah, Joey Johns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's not Joey. It was uh, Matt, Matty Johns. But Joey's in the in the video, mate. One oh, of the greatest yes. videos. How After good they is won Lega? the premiership. <laughs> and they're doing cartwheels in the back. In the, oh. it, was, it was better than Lego. It was after their mad month. It was like it on, was during, on, during, during live TV. That would never ever happen nowadays. Terrible would it? idea. <laughs> Absolutely terrible idea. All right. It is twelve and a half minutes past eight o'clock this morning. We're asking you for how many degrees of separation you know Baz and Izzy this morning. All right. We've got a Dometic prize pack. It's got a little cooler box and then a thermos as well. You can come. All you got to do: text double eight double three or give us a call oh eight hundred one five zero. 811. The Kennard Tire phone line is there for you. How many degrees of separation do you know Baz and Izzy by? Were you just in the same petrol station as them once? I don't really mind what it is. I just want you to get involved. Double eight, double three. And Michael from Wellington's come through. I was a Hurricanes fan, but I'm a Chiefs fan now. Yeah, it's probably a, a state of uh, how poor that, che- that well, Hurricanes squad might be this year. Look, they could surprise, but it could be tough going. There's a lot of Super Rugby to talk about moving forward. We're going to take a pit stop here. Be back. I'm going to clear this, get to this text by Dean from New Plymouth about the racetrack at Trentham this week. There's so much more to get through, including Leo Carter. Stay with us. It's here for the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day for a good part of the chase. Was there any part of it that felt like it was getting away from you? Uh, yeah, perhaps, perhaps was um a little bit, a little bit there when it was up to like fourteen and over. It was uh it was getting away a bit, but Fletch, Fletch was um, wow, he was blooming striking them awesome. So yeah, always always had faith in him, and he's been playing really well. And yeah, he absolutely smashed it. And I was lucky enough to to get a couple away at the end, but he was he was immense. He was awesome, really. Uh, Leo, um, congrats, mate. Outstanding stuff. Just touching on Cam, we had him on the other week. He just said um, Fultz has just given a really easy process to go through and just gives you the confidence to go out there. Uh, I just want you to pump him up, mate. Um, obviously, you guys batted so well together, but just pump him up and let the fans know out there how good he's been this year. Yeah, he, he has been fantastic, really. I think one of the big things is, is that his consistency is just unbelievable. Like, he just seems to get 50 off 20 balls just every week, gets not out, gets us over the line. Um, and he's certainly yeah, putting his name up in lights and I wouldn't be surprised to see him in, in the black caps very shortly. Um, Leo, another opportunity, I think what I watched yesterday tactically was very good, was Matt Henry to come back after going for a bit at the start where Finn got him a couple in the over um, and the run rate went up a bit. Um Tactically, to come back from that at the end and bowl how he did to Nisham, you must be super stoked leading into finals where death bowling is going to be super important. Yeah, 100%. I think sometimes that goes under the radar when we win the game there with the bat. But actually the bowlers, the bowlers did a fantastic job. Like They were only three down there and got 190. And all the bowlers have actually had a really good super smash. And yeah, like you, like you said then, Henners, uh, with his experience and skill, um, yeah, it's pretty awesome to come back there. And, yeah, all, all the bowlers have been been in good form and that's certainly going to be pretty crucial for the final. When does the conversation start around preparing for Hamilton? We know it's a different wicket. We know spin bowlers are going to come into play a little bit more. Uh, when do you guys start tactically thinking about that? It's going to be a completely different game against the Brave and Hamilton. 
Yeah, certainly is, mate. Um, I think, well, almost straight away, really, to be honest. You're sort of, yeah, you're pretty stoked to get the win, but then, yeah, there's still another game to play, and, and it's the big one. So, yeah, certainly your, your mindset sort of shifts to, to what we're going to need to do for, for the final. Like you said, it's certainly going to be a different game, different conditions up there, so, yeah, we've just got to adjust that. Who are you uh, looking forward to facing the mo- most uh, out of that ND lineup? Uh, they've got all their superstars back. Who are you looking to try and put over the fence, mate? Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm not sure about call, it. Call got, them out, Leo. Yeah, call them out. Come on. Li- fantastic lineup. <laughs> call somebody out. They, no, they'll I'm be not, listening. I'm not sure. <laughs> say each. No, say each. He, he won't mind. <laughs> <laughs> the other guys might take exception. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Ah, good. Yeah, just anyone I can get a hold of would be good. Yeah, well, you're, you're hitting them well yourself, mate. And, um, look, it was a pretty incredible timed run you guys came down with. Is there anything you can – like? I know Mitch and the bowlers, it's such a good point about how well the bowlers are going to, to set you guys up. But just the overall, I guess, feel of the group this year, is there anything you can kind of explain to us from the outside without giving away your, your secret sauce and how the team's going? Is there just a feeling or a way you can put it that makes that you guys are in the final and you're feeling really good about yourselves? Oh, I think it's just trust and self-belief, really. Um, Mitch sort of said before about faults giving, giving Fletch a licence, um, but really it's just given everyone a licence and, and confidence in their own game. So... Yeah, I think it's just having that trust and self-belief. And, yeah, I mean, it's one game of cricket in the final and anything's possible, so looking forward to it. No, perfect, mate. Um, no, you guys you guys are running, timed your run really nicely, haven't you? So that's outstanding. Uh, I guess Hamilton, have you guys started potentially looking at spots after the game? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm backing you in here. I'm backing you in here. <laughs> you can't Maybe, ask it. Don't answer that. Don't Maybe give that. Anton Devisic a call. He he's, might, he's he might running put you guys up for a party. He's been running anti-Canterbury. Oh, probably going to his. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll let you catch that plane, man. Good luck and um, yeah, well done again. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> Trying to put the mockers on them. You want them to lose that badly. You're asking them where they're they going. Ch- the shiny tracksuits, as they're commonly known by the uh, Otago boys. Yeah. The old city city slickers, mate. <laughs> the South Island city slickers That's in their right. shiny tracksuits. Yeah, righto. Righto. Yeah, finalists, I think. Oh, yeah. finalists. It's going to be a cracking game, mate, actually. You know, look at all the, all the black caps coming back in for both sides um, it's going to be an absolute rip snorter what about what about this though what about the uh, Sparks Blaze who are you tipping there because Craig Cummings yeah. Sparks they got the job done on their home track yesterday used home field advantage mm. beautifully have mm. they timed their run to give the Blaze their first loss of the year in the final finals are funny man finals are really funny um, and if you've gone the whole season without losing a game and you get put under some pressure early in the game you you watch you'll you'll see who the who the best players are and you haven't they haven't been put in that situation all season, um, so I'm backing the Sparks in mate. It's a roughie. It's definitely a roughie, but I think the the way Craig's got that team rolling at the minute, girls look confident. Um, Susie Bates is a match winner. Um, Kate Ibrahim's been outstanding as well. I think I think they'll fly. I think I think they'll get on top early. Uh, put them under heaps of pressure. Beautiful stuff, Mitch. All right, that's our Sparks for uh, Super Smash chat. 
all of the matches have been live and on demand on Spark Sport. You can go and watch yesterday's game. Couple of texts before we get off and get back with Smithy. Hey boys, my wife was working in a sports shop in Queenstown 2010 and used to chat to the Wilson rep when he was in. Just a friendly chat about family, etc. He talked about his kids playing a bit of cricket and that they were playing a bit of cricket in India at the moment. After a few chats, she clicked this was rep this rep was Stu McCullum, father of Baz and Nathan. When she said, Oh, I just realized you were Brenda McCullum's dad, he quickly added, and Nathan. Really lovely bloke, she said. Good. Stu's a ripper, mate. Absolute ripper. <laughs> yeah, good. It's like uh, every father, eh? Just making sure the both sons are equal. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm mm. sure Stu doesn't call that's Nathan. That's one of my favourites. That's that's got to be close to... That is brilliant. The only issue is you haven't left your name on the text. Oh, what, no. What's your name? Come back with us. It's your name. We're playing How Many Degrees and we're asking for chats about Baz and Izzy and how close you know them and what's your story. That is that is probably my favourite as well, Mitch. And we've got this Dometic, uh, we've got this Dometic prize up here as well. Well, all right, we're two minutes away from, well, sorry, we're eight minutes away from nine o'clock when Ian Smith's going to catch up. We've got to quickly get our pacing for purpose done as well. We've got harness racing all over this weekend and then sleep on it with Smithy. All to come here on SCNZ Summer Breakfast.